few days late on this topic, I, I realized I never gave a 10-minute lecture sure about rainbows and saying a bracha on a rainbow. So this is a Parshas Noach topic. But it could happen. It could rain and we could see a rainbow. Remember Rosh Hashanah, there was a big, beautiful rainbow across the sky. So I want to talk a little bit about the bracha and rainbow and looking at rainbows and the halachic ramifications of rainbows. There is a bracha, there is a gemara in Masechah's brachas, Dav Nun Tehsamet Aleph. Ba'amr Rabbi Al-Zanji, Am Rabbi Shobin Levi, Haroas HaKeshes Ba'anan, Tzaruch Sheyipol Al-Panav. Someone sees a rainbow in the cloud, he needs to fall on his face. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Kimare HaKeshes HaShar Yeh like the appearance of a rainbow that would be in the clouds on a rainy day, so too is the uh, appearance of the brilliance all around. That was the appearance of, uh, of Hashem, of the, the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When I saw him, I fell on my face. Meaning that the rainbow is the closest approximation to the glory and the splendor and the majesty of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In Eretz Yisrael, they heard about such a practice and they cursed such a practice. They condemned such a practice. Because it makes it look like one is bowing to the rainbow itself. So you're going to fall on your face when you see a rainbow. It's going to look like you're bowing to the rainbow. And that's a terrible thing. But, the Gemara says, while you should not bow, you should recite a bracha. What is the bracha? Anyone here ever have Mr. Mandelbaum as a math teacher? DRS? Didn't he ask that? There used to be his extra credit question on math tests, I believe. Was, what is the bracha on a rainbow? So the Gemara asked the question. But I'm not going to make you say. Baruch Zohar Abris, the Gemara says. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yochman, Baruch Omer, Neman Bravisa, V'kayam B'ma'amaro. That HaKadosh Baruch is trustworthy in his bris, and he fulfills his word. Amar HaPapa, Hilkuch, Lemino, L'Tavayu. So we should say both texts. Baruch Zohar Abris, V'neman Bravisa, V'kayam B'ma'amaro. Good. That is the bracha on a rainbow. A person sees a rainbow, they should be overwhelmed by its majesty, by its glory, by its beauty. But don't bow down. Instead, say a bracha. The problem is, there seems to be a that goes directly against this because the Gemara tells us anyone who does not heed the honor of his creator he would have been better off never having come into this world never having been created what does it mean someone who is not concerned about the honor of that's a reference to someone who looks, who gazes at a rainbow. Rav Yosef says, no, it's someone who commits Averos privately. Like the appearance of a rainbow on a rainy day. So too was the appearance of the brilliance all around. The appearance of the likeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and uses the same basuk, but this time it teaches us that one is not supposed to be mistakel, one is not supposed to gaze at a rainbow. So it seems that we have almost two contradictory Gemaras. One Gemara that tells us how important it is to be impressed by the rainbow and to say a bracha when you see the rainbow. And in fact, that is Paskins in Shulchan Aruch in Simon Reish Chav Tes Seif Aleph Haroa Keshes Omer Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam Zocher Abris Neman Bavisov V'Kayam B'Ma'amaro V'Osur L'Istakel Bavayoser But the other Gemara also makes it into Shulchan Aruch that one is not allowed to be Mistakel Bavayoser What does it mean to be Mistakel Bavayoser? So what the Shulchan Aruch is hinting to is the answer to the problem that we raised How could it be you have a chiv to look and to make a bracha if you're not allowed to look you're not allowed to be Mistakel how could it be that you're going to say a bracha so you're not allowed to look at? So the truth is, this is not the only place that this 
this question comes up. This question was asked by later Achronim about the Queen of England. What does it mean? It's asked about the Queen of England. There is a bracha one recites when seeing royalty. Yet, the Gemara tells us that one is not allowed to be mistakel at an isha. One is not allowed to gaze at a woman. Afilu spakitana. Even at the little finger of a woman, one is not allowed to gaze. So, frekt some of the Achronim. How could anyone ever make a bracha on the Queen of England? You're not allowed to see the Queen of England. You're not allowed to be mistakel. Same kasha they ask about a rainbow. How can you make a bracha on a rainbow? You're not allowed to be mistakel at the rainbow. So the answer is, uh, Sefer Hasidim writes that uh, he asked the Rush what, what he thought about this question. And the Rush said that there's a big difference between looking and gazing. There's a big difference between seeing and gazing. Mistakel means to look intently at, to focus on. That's what would be problematic. But to just see, to to see something would not be problematic. So to see a rainbow, that's perfectly fine. To sit there admiring its beauty for an extended period of time, not as fine. That one should not do. Now it should be noted, the fact that there's a bracha means that it made an impression on the person. This is a bircha shavach v'odah. And certainly that's the context of the Gemara. The Gemara says that people would bow. Okay, so we don't bow, but we say a bracha because we're so impressed by it. So you look enough to be impressed by it, but not enough to be sitting there gazing at, at it. Ravad Yosef in Yabia Omer, or Chaim Chelek Vav Simenyud Gimel, points out that this there's a Gemara that sounds a little bit against this rush because the Gemara tells us that Rav holds that a person is not supposed to say how beautiful a certain non-Jew is because it's a violation of Los Echanim. So one should not remark on the beauty of a, uh, of a non-Jew. That would violate the issue of Los Echanim. Los Echanim, of course, means three different things, but one of them is Los Hitin Lahem Chain, that you're not allowed to give extra Chain, extra grace, extra credit, I guess, to, uh, to, to an Ovid Chavim. So the Gemara asks, well, wait a second, Shuvang Amliel used to pray a non-Jewish woman for being beautiful. Rabbi Akiva cried when uh, when Ternisrofus's uh, wife uh, tried to seduce him because uh, the, he realized how beautiful she is and how, how how quickly the beauty is gone. So the Gemara asks, how are they allowed to notice such beauty in women if, after all, one is not allowed to be mistakel at women? The Gemara says, oh, it, w- it was by accident. They uh, they were walking around uh, a corner and the woman was coming in the other the other direction and boop, she. Just was right there, so they couldn't help it. But uh, but of course, they never would have looked at a woman in the first place. So uh, so they never would have noticed. They only noticed. That's the answer the Gemara gives. It says Ravadia, if you're allowed to look, you're just not allowed to gaze. If mistakel means this sort of gaze, but really you're allowed to look. Since nishkum kasha, you don't have a kasha in the first place to uh, to on 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 Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva. Why? Because because there was no problem to look. The problem was only to stare. So nevertheless, the, uh, the, 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 the shita of the rush quoted by the Sefer Hasidim seems to be the very widely accepted opinion that one is allowed to see, one is not allowed to be mistakel. Perhaps one could argue that if a person, uh, the people of, the, of, of their caliber, of Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Gamliel, nev- the Gemara was working with the assumption never would have even looked because out of a concern that they'd be mistakel, perhaps, or maybe knowing the reputation of beauty that these women have, they would not have put themselves through that nisayon of looking and then 
being mistakel. Whatever the answer is, the answer, the, the, the explanation of the rush seems to be what we accept. There is another interesting halachic point relating to uh, to rainbows, and that is the Chay Adam writes that also the Stakelbabiyosa, and then in parentheses, in little Rashi letters, he writes, that I saw in a certain Sefer whose name is hidden from me. I forgot the name of the Sefer. That one should not tell his friend when there's a rainbow. He shouldn't say, oh, look there, there's a rainbow. Because that is like spreading bad news. Meaning, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings a rainbow, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of saying that the world deserves to be destroyed. That's what the Gemara Ksubis of Ayin Zayin, Gemara Ksubis tells us, I forgot which Amoru it was, but when he died, that they were saying, Panu Makom, up in Shemayim, they were saying, okay, everyone, clear the way, a big tzaddik is coming, a big tzaddik is coming. And then uh, when he got there, they said, Reisa Keshes Biyamecha, or Nearest Keshes Biyamecha, was there ever a rainbow while you were alive? And he said, yeah, there was a rainbow while I was alive. And they said, ah, he's not such a big tzaddik if there was a rainbow while he was alive. And the Gemara says, Velohi, he was lying. There wasn't really a rainbow when he was alive. He just didn't want to take credit for being such a big tzaddik. Why would it reflect on the idea that maybe he's not such a big tzaddik if there was a rainbow during his lifetime? Because a rainbow is apparently reflection of the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to destroy the world, deems the world fitting to be destroyed, but isn't doing it because of the promise, because of the bris, of the covenant that he made with Noach, that he's not going to destroy the world ever again, symbolized by the rainbow. So says the Chayyadim, to tell someone else that there's a rainbow is to share bad news, and one is not supposed to share bad news. Where do we know that you're not supposed to share bad news? It's a Gemara in Pesachim, Dav Gimel, and Dav Dalet. The Gemara talks about... Um, uh, Rabbi Chia, who uh, the, 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 the Gemara talks about Rabbi Chia's, that Rav's father was Rabbi Chia's half-brother and Rav's mother was Rabbi Chia's half-sister. So when Rav saw Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia said, hey, is your father still alive? He said, why don't you ask me about my mom? Okay, is your mom still alive? Why don't you ask me about my dad? So clearly the Gemara says he was trying to avoid having to be motzidiba to spread bad news. So we see from there that a person is supposed to try to avoid spreading bad news. That's what the Chayyadim is working off of when he says that one should not inform someone else of a rainbow. Comes up in other areas of as well, Shulchan Aruch in Yaradeya in Simon Tav Beis, Sif Yud Beis says that a person is not uh, is not supposed to inform people of death. It's a major question in the Masift in the back of uh, Nazir, I think it is, has a whole discussion about uh, about about uh, uh, what, what do they call it in um, in the newspapers when they publish that someone died? A eh? what? Obituary, right? About putting the obituaries, about putting death announcements in the newspapers. Why that's okay? There's a Chuvah Salmas Chaim, Rav Yisuf Chaim Zunnenfeld, where he says, "No, that's only in Ksav. It's a problem motzi dibas verbally, but maybe in Ksav, it's okay." Salmas Chaim was also asked, "But wait a second. The Ram over there in Shulchan says, let's say you need to tell a boy that a man that his mother died or his father died, so that he can say Kaddish. So the Ram says that's okay for Dvar Mitzvah. It's okay." So Salmas Chaim says, "Wait a second. Then why can't you?" tell someone about a rainbow. What would be the problem? It's for the Dvar Mitzvah so that he's able to say the bracha. So he says, okay, maybe saying a bracha is not as big a Dvar Mitzvah as saying Kaddish. So that's why you shouldn't share the news about a rainbow. But it's unbelievable. The Mishnah Brura in Simon Reish Chavtes in Sivkat Nalif right away, the very first words of the Mishnah Brura in that, in that seminar, Ve'in k'day l'hagad l'chaver that it's not appropriate to go tell someone else that there's a rainbow. Mitam motzidiba. And he's quoting, obviously, from the Chayi Adam. But it's a Chayi Adam in little letters, in parentheses, quoting a safe 
sefer that he forgot the name of. And yet, once the Mishabura puts it as the very first words in that simon, so it becomes something that everyone knows about, that you try not to tell other people about a, about a rainbow. Rav Shtormbach in the Chuvan Chelegimel Simonai and Vav, Ozvav writes that maybe uh, one should be careful when it comes to this bracha, you, you, you risk bracha levatala, because it could be that the chi of bracha is only when it's a perfect semicircle and you see the whole thing. Or you just see a straight rainbow, or you see part of a, part of a rainbow, that maybe one would not recite a bracha. Also, the post can point out, one does not have to stand when saying this, this, uh, this bracha. Um, and there's also discussion about the frequency with which this bracha is supposed to be recited. If, uh, if a person sees a rainbow, then closes his eyes, and then opens his eyes again, and lo and behold, there's a rainbow there again, certainly you would not make another bracha. It would have to be a new rainbow, a rainbow that was not continuously there in order to, uh, to require a new bracha. Okay, that's a little bit of information about the bracha on a rainbow. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.